of grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, this evening we consider just one small part of our Savior's humiliation. When we think of Jesus, our Savior, one who was so holy, one who was perfect in every way, we can well imagine that the people would have called for his release from the prison. I mean, doesn't it really seem like after everything that Jesus did, after three years of ministry, after we're told by the, the Apostle John that if he had written of everything that Jesus did during that time, it would have filled all the books and all the libraries of all the world. And all of those acts perfect, all of those acts just the right thing to do, Everything Jesus does is perfect and true. And yet as he stands there at the trial, it seems that Pilate really wants to release him. It seems that the Pilate has an understanding that maybe he shouldn't even be involved. And if he is involved, certainly he wants this man, Jesus, to be freed. We're even told in another portion of Scripture that we didn't read through tonight that the wife of Pilate came to him before the trial and she said, you know, husband, I have been greatly troubled in a dream by this man Jesus. I think you probably ought to distance yourself from this. I think you probably ought to see that Jesus is released even. Right, well, you know, we're, we're kind of instructed, fellas, aren't we, that, that we ought to, you know, listen to our wives, perhaps. That, you know, maybe at times that they have a little more insight than, than maybe we do, that they can, you know, tell another person's character, maybe a little bit that we can at times. That we ought to listen to our wives. And, well, you know, maybe Pilate kind of knew that himself. And he certainly tries to give chances, doesn't he? People are crying for Jesus to be crucified, and he says, well, you know, I'll take him and punish him. He mocks Jesus openly, certainly, right? He puts a thorn of crowns upon his head, a purple cloak around his soldiers. He says, you know, behold, you are king, thinking perhaps the crowd will be appeased. No, there is Jesus beaten and, and, and bloody and, you know, mocked. Maybe that'll be enough, but no. It's not. 
Pilate indeed tries many different maneuvers to attempt to release Jesus, but in the end he comes up with a special award for the celebration, doesn't he? You know, folks, he says, as we approach the, the Passover, as we celebrate this holy day, it is my tradition that I release for you one prisoner. Wouldn't you like for Jesus to be released? But what does the crowd respond? They say instead, release for us Barabbas. A notorious murderer and robber, we're told in the scripture. Indeed, can we imagine anything more low? Anything else that our Savior must endure during this time? That he, the perfect son of God, he who has healed countless thousands of people through his ministry, he who has never did one thing wrong must now be compared to Barabbas. A man jailed for murdering and robbing. That they would be placed side by side in the eyes of the crowd. That it would be determined by the crowd which one of them could be released. And the crowd cries out, Release for us Barabbas. Indeed, if anything could make hope go out in the world, it would be this scene, wouldn't it? We can almost imagine in our mind's eye our Lord God turning his face away, shaking his head in disgust, perhaps. That God would love us so very much that he would send his one and only son into this world. And, and yes, you know, knowing beforehand what was going to happen, knowing that Jesus must die for our sins, understanding certainly everything that was going to take place. But then to actually see it happening, with his own eyes. You know, perhaps you, you and I have been in, in situations where, you know, we knew an unfavorable outcome was developing. And maybe there have been times in our lives when, you know, we, we knew when we went into the, um, you know, the, this, this meeting, uh, the, this event, uh, this, you know, so-called family reunion even, that there might be trouble. And maybe we were even able to accurately predict what the outcome was going to be. You know, you said to yourself, I can play it in my mind. I can see exactly what those people are going to do. And you went. 
And it happened just as you had predicted. Really, wasn't it one thing to, to be you know, lying in bed the night before? Saying to yourself, well, you know, I, I really dread tomorrow. I, I, I really dread the, the, the meeting, or I, I really dread gathering with those people. I know kind of what, what they're going to say. I, I, you know, think I, I know what's even going to happen there. And then wasn't it something else? You know, to have your, your vision fulfilled. And the, the people you expected to talk in a certain way, they, they talked in, in that way. The conflicts that you expected to arise, well, they, they arose. The, the, the people that you thought maybe were going to fail in some way, they certainly failed just as you had predicted that they would. And you just shook your head, didn't you? And you said, wow. I called it. I wish I hadn't. I, I wish that they could have risen above what I expected, but it was just as I predicted. It happened just that way. It's ow. And dear friends, can't we just see God cringe? Jesus, my only son, coming into the world to die for the sins of the people, coming into the world to open the gate to heaven once again, coming because of his great love for people. Barabbas cares only about himself, murdered some people, stole from a lot of other people, here they are side by side in the eyes of the world. And the world calls out, release for us Barabbas. And yet, dear friends, our Lord and Savior, he loved us so very much. He even knew that humiliation was coming. And still, he went through it. Because of his love for you and for me, because of his love for the entire world, he went through what must have been a darkness inside. To be rejected by men. To be compared to a robber and a murderer and seemingly found short. To have people who should have loved him, believed in him, turned to him, call out instead. We would rather have a murderer and a robber than have you around. The ultimate insult, isn't it? Rather have a murderer and a robber 
than have you, Jesus. And yet cut to the heart, knowing everything that was yet to come, all that he must still endure. For this really is only the mental suffering, isn't it? Now comes the actual physical pain, the torture, the dying. You know, Jesus tells us that at any moment he could have summoned legions of angels to his aid. Jesus tells us, you know, that even hanging there upon the cross, he could have changed it. He could have simply come down, summoning his legions, wiped out Jerusalem, taken his vengeance, and who would blame him through the centuries? And yet being cut to the heart, yet having people throw in his face that they would rather have this robber, this murderer, than have Still he loved. Still he moved forward. Still for our sins he died. Still thinking of each of us. He went to the cross. He carried forward. He did what his father had asked him to do. He opened the way to heaven for you and for me. Even for us during the time in our own lives when perhaps we said the same words. Lord, I, I don't want you around. I'd rather hang out with robbers, murderers. Lord, I, I don't need you in my life. I would rather live according to my own desires. Lord, if I have a choice, I'd rather that they release Barabbas than release you. Ah, maybe this evening as we think back upon our past lives, as we identify places that we still have sin in our hearts, maybe we begin to understand what the crowd was feeling, don't we? Maybe we've been there at times, at least. And yet, dear friends, our Lord loved so much that even knowing we would go through those same times, He died anyway. He sacrificed Himself 
He did not open his lips to summon the legions of angels that he might be rescued, but rather he moved through the pain and the agony. Yes, we know in the garden that night before that he prayed and it was as if great drops of blood fell from his brow because of the intensity of that prayer. Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, God, your will be done. And knowing God's will, counting the joy that was set before him, the joy of having you and I in heaven with him for eternity, he squared his shoulders. He stood straight and tall. And he went through all of these things for you, for me, for our friends and neighbors, for the sins of the whole world. And that's the Savior we come to see tonight. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>